for days. Got guns galore, got combo moves, evades and more. With bear traps and hand grenades, pull the pistol like a maniac right in your face. Popping off caps, leave a trail of guts. Sitting on my chair, scratching my nuts. Don't stop when I shoot full water was on. Your ass is grass and I'm on the lawn. Hot lead to the head and I won't stop. What your crew gonna do when I hack and chop? All these pictures are prima donnas. I stuff my face with chimichangas. Tacos and beers, always keeping it loose. Hang on for a minute while I'm dropping a deuce. Hey there, folks, and welcome to another episode of Eddie and His Amazing Friends HeroCast. Formerly Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast, but Caleb got blipped, so he is gone. This is episode 152. So joining me today is our good friend, Josh Davis, who you've heard many times before. Yeah, I'm a uh, part-time... Slash regular. Mm-hmm. That is right. And you can follow him on Twitter at Josh Knows Best, or myself at Eddie C eighty five. That's Eddie E D D Y C eight five. Follow the show, EC underscore Hero, or on Instagram at EC Hero Cast. And uh, I think that is everything. Rate, review, subscribe. I don't think Caleb ever said that, so I'll start. <laughs> and yes, today is uh. Well, we did Infinity Infinity Wars last week. That was a big one, but uh, yeah, but that was a good one, huh? It was a good one. It was a good one. It got the uh, scoregami of double tens. So nice, nice. And uh, we talked a little bit about this movie um, last week. This, of course, is Deadpool two, and we had talked about it because. We noticed Infinity War is uh, it's like peak Marvel, that period. You had Black Panther came out and made a billion. You had Infinity War came out and made two billion. You had Captain Marvel made a billion. Uh, Infinity, or uh, Endgame made several billion. And then like a couple of the Spider-Man movies made probably like a billion. So that was like the peak. And now we are kind of uh, on the downside of that. And I was looking like... What's the next billion-dollar Marvel movie? I don't know. I know they're putting a lot into this, uh, what is it, Um, the Captain America New World Order and Thunderbolts. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I think Deadpool 2, maybe not a billion, but 700, 800 million. I think people will miss Deadpool. They'll definitely miss Wolverine. I think that has a shot. Yeah, I would say that's probably going to get close to it, honestly. Yeah, I think that might be the next big hit. Hype and word of mouth and just missing those characters. I feel like people will show up to see it. Yeah, that's that. I got my eye on that one. I mean, you know, hopefully uh, the other ones do well. I mean, yeah, I would hope, but uh, I think that one will be uh, especially especially good. But I feel like that's going to be a lot of fan service, so people show up for it. Mm-hmm. So this movie came out. Let's see, in uh, May tenth of twenty eighteen. I guess, let me see, at that time, oh, I uh, I had knocked off another baseball park on my journey to 30. This would have been Denver. So, I flew out there, did a weekend in Denver. It's a pretty underrated summer town. I'm not much for winter sports, so 
I think Denver is uh, is fun in the summer. I don't think people realize that, but uh, I enjoyed Denver. I would like to go back and do a concert at the, uh, I forget what it's called, the little can- uh, Red, the, uh, Red Rock Amphitheater, I think. I don't know. But it's pretty neat. But, uh, yeah, I was in Denver around this time, so that's did what the, I did. Uh, did the Ed Man pop any Eddies while in Denver? <laughs> uh, no. No, I didn't. But it's... Back it, when that would have been a bigger deal to do, not living in your state. Yeah, it was the first time I've been to a state where it was legalized. Yeah. And uh, it is kind of surreal seeing billboards. I mean, now it's like I'll go to Michigan. You know, I've been to Michigan several times in the last right. couple of years. And it's like you'll see billboards and it's not a big deal. And mm-hmm. But at the first time it was. And uh, maybe one day Ohio will get off the medical only. And Oh, is that what it is currently? Yeah, they had one for uh, recreational, but it was the way they did it was really stupid. It was like. All the money, like none of the, hardly any of the money was going to schools, which is like the big selling point. And it's like, mm. what if the money instead went to like these five rich people? And it's like, no, it failed spectacularly. And it, it hasn't been on the ballot since, which is kind of weird, but. Yeah, they'll come around. It's too yeah. much money. I mean, I, I think so, but whatever. Anyway. <laughs> so your history with this movie. Or what you were doing in May of 2018. Um, I started at my current job by that point. I started my current job in end of 2017. So I've been there about six months or so by then. Mm. That's exciting. Which, yeah, <laughs> I'm still there. So you know, over five years later. Well, that's excellent. Yep. Uh, history with this movie. Uh, we did see it in theater. Yes, I definitely saw this in theater. I don't think I've seen it since. Um, I rewatched it today uh, just to have a refresher, and re- recently I rewatched it. Uh, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, forget when it was. I've probably seen it a eh, handful of times, maybe. Yeah, I had. Um, let me think. I mean, I'm I may have caught it on. Uh, it's funny on the last week we talked about seen infinity war and i've like i've seen it a bunch on like just at the gym seeing it on tnt which mm-hmm. it was funny like literally the other day it was on tnt and uh so i've probably seen deadpool as well on tnt yeah um let's see uh oh the uh the time capsule i don't want to uh i'll carry <laughs> on the legacy of that caleb came up with it's always got to come back to wrestling, Ed. Yeah, I know. Uh, the champions. We have the WWE champion is AJ Styles. Universal champion, Brock Lesnar. NXT champion, Aleister Black. Going to make it a little different because uh, nobody cares about Impact, so that's gone. <laughs> and uh, Caleb did not respect the women. I respect the women. The Raw women's champion. Unfortunately, we're off to a rough start. Nia Jax. Oof. Uh, SmackDown Oof. women's champion, Carmella. Mm. Yeah. NXT. Maybe you should have maybe should have waited till the next movie to, to change this. <laughs> well, NXT Women's Champion Shayna Baszler. That's that's not bad. Yeah. And then uh, IWGP Champion Okada. And then uh, I don't know. A year and a half from now, I'll start start up AEW. But Impact, you're gone. No one cares. So 
Yeah, it's dead brand. Caleb got blipped. He loses his segment, and I modified it. So. Well, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just made it made it better. I think uh, the song top song at the time was "Nice for What" by Drake. That's solid. Uh, let's see facts and figures of the movie budget 110 million, which is way more than the last movie got. And what the previous Deadpool get? Mm, I feel like it was single digits or not, or not sing, uh, double digits of a budget. Let me double so, check. I just remember it would being low, and we had speculated that it was low because it's like, oh, I don't know, an R-rated R- Marvel or yeah. an R-rated comic book film. I don't think it'll do well. Yeah, it was uh, fifty-eight million. That's that's yeah. I mean, considering, I don't think before that. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think Ryan Reynolds was exactly churning out blockbuster hits and just printing money back then. I feel, feel like that really kind of put him, like, solidified him back on the map. Don't you think? Yeah, I mean, what did he do? Um, he kind of had a rough stretch there for a few years. Yeah, I, I remember uh, R.I.P.D. was pretty rough. Um, yeah. So I mean, considering it's an R-rated and it's Ryan Reynolds, I mean that's like, superhero probably... adjacent. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Deadpool probably. I think you're right because it was a lot of not good. Yeah, and then I mean, so that's not a horrible budget mm-hmm. considering everything. I mean, clearly they made a lot of money, so they doubled doubled the budget for the next one. Yep, so the budget, uh, like I said, 110, box office 785.8 million. Let me change it. I still have the billion from last week. That would be uh, an insane amount of money. Um, which puts it, I don't think, uh, not quite top 10, 13th on the list. It's 675.8 million. That's uh, the 809.6 with inflation, right under Spider-Man 2002, but right above Thor Ragnarok, just by 1.8 million. So, hmm. Just barely. So, pretty good, pretty good. I could see why company. there'd be a third. Yeah. And uh, so close. Critics, 84%. Fans, 85%. Hmm. Those critics, those jerks. I know. I'm, uh, I think in a couple weeks, Caleb's prediction before he, uh, was blipped away, uh, he's, he thinks that Venom is when you start seeing the critics turn on movies that are actually fun and just stop learning to have fun in the theater. I think it happened before then, but we won't see it reflected on here until Venom, I think was his point. That might be, I mean, accurate or close to being accurate. I don't know. Yeah. I thought that movie was fun, and I definitely remember seeing a lot of bad reviews about it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's already started with uh, Mario. It's got like 55% or whatever on Rotten Tomato. and That's hard I, to believe, right? I just watched, right before here, I just watched a YouTuber who I do, he, he is a critic, but I do trust him. We agree on quite a bit. He he very much enjoyed it. I mean, it's not perfect, but uh, I'm he liked sure it'll it a be. Lot. I'm sure it'll be fun. I mean, yeah, it's on uh, you, your birthday, Ed, and uh, well, technically it comes birthday. out tomorrow, but uh, they bumped it. But yeah, I'll see it on uh, Friday. It's my birthday. Yeah, I'll definitely be seeing that. I'm sure. I mean, I don't see how they could say that's a bad movie. I couldn't imagine it 
you know what I'm saying? I couldn't imagine it not being at least fun and enjoyable. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's 90 minutes. It's a family movie. Like, That's even better. Get 90 minutes. Yourself. Yeah, 90. Yeah, exactly. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> if anything, I could see a complaint be it should be longer, but. Like, it really makes you wonder, though, like the the agendas and stuff that people put out there. Like, uh, no disrespect to, like, Toy Story 4, but I remember that getting just as high a score critically as, like, all the other Toy Stories. And it's clearly the worst one, I thought. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hate it, but I, I agree. It's it's a step down. So um, it's amazing to me that, like, those, you know, that movie just automatically, everybody's like, oh, I'll praise in it. And then something like this Mario movie comes out and it's so critically divided. And I don't know. It just seems like agendas more than anything else with that. Well, the one I always go to is, um, I mean, if we ever reviewed like a Ghostbusters one or two, my history with that movie is I've seen them both like a million times. The original two, yeah. yes, and I even saw the original uh, in the theater during COVID because it's like, well, nothing to do, and theaters are showing old movies. Let's go. Oh, nice. Uh, and I've never seen the all women Ghostbusters. I've not seen that one. I've heard it was yeah. terrible. Maybe I'll see it one day, but... Yeah, I've not seen it. I have seen Afterlife, which I really liked. And yeah. if you look at Rotten Tomatoes, the uh, the all-ladies Ghostbusters is higher rated by critics than Afterlife, which is... That's hard to believe. That's always my go-to of the critics have just... They don't... They don't they've lost touch of what Americans want. I don't know what it is, but... I mean, there's got to be more to it than just watching movies at this point. I don't know. But then they also gave <laughs> Dungeons & Dragons a good review, and I really liked that. So I Yeah, that looks kind of fun, and that's not even my uh, my style of movie, but we might end up seeing that one also. I was stunned how good it was. Like, <laughs> I think what kind of won me over was the last trailer where they added like the skeleton guy doing the joke. Oh, the, the joke part. I was like, oh, that that was actually pretty funny for a trailer. It's like I might have to give this movie a chance. It's it's a lot funnier than I thought. I don't know. I, it was a lot better than I thought it would be. I just thought it'd be like, yeah, this looks fine. Yeah. And uh, yeah. But uh, enough of that. This is uh oh, we got the cast now. All right. So oh man, I thought we were gonna go an episode without Sully. Um, I don't think he's going to be in the third one because everybody hates him but uh, TJ Miller is Weasel disappointing but uh, that he's not going to be in it but I enjoyed him yeah he's fine he's good in that that little side character comedic timing you know he's kind of has that role down yeah I liked um, he wasn't in this as much but uh you think that was intentional? I don't know. I feel like this is probably right around when he was, uh, when he Getting left trouble. Uh, Silicon Valley. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, uh, I don't know. Like I said, apparently a lot of people don't like him, which is, I don't know. I think people yeah. have said the same about like Chevy Chase. They definitely mm-hmm. did on Community. And um, I think uh, Bill Murray has that reputation. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, for this movie, he's fine. I don't know. Yeah. How about, um, let's see, Zazie Beats as Domino. Power of luck. That's not a real power, Ed. Apparently it is. 
Um, she's good. She's, I don't know. I guess she's, the, I mean, by default, she's the only one of the X-Force <laughs> that survived. So, mm-hmm. uh, she's good. She's fine. Yeah, it was a good uh, for him to have a uh, different female character to interact with. Um, yeah. I I learned this. Uh, when they killed Vanessa, it was called fridging, which means to advance the main protagonist by uh, eliminating a existing character, which is what they did. Isn't that what they did in Austin Powers, too? With yes. uh, what's <laughs> Elizabeth Hurley? Yes, the fembot. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, I, I liked uh, Domino. And um, how about Julian Dennison as Russell Collins slash Firefist? Uh, he's kind of hit or miss for me. Um, I like what they were doing with the character and with the angle and trying to soften Deadpool, give him purpose for the movie. But the kid was kind of a hit or miss as the, you know, as the actor portraying the, the kid. I don't know. Well, I liked that they chose, like, a heavier set kid. That was different. Yeah. And um, I wish we had gotten to see just a little bit more of what goes on at the uh, the Essex Orphanage. Yeah. So that might have, maybe like a flashback scene or something. That would have been helpful. Maybe, maybe it might have made you uh, care about the kid more. I don't know. Yeah, that's possible possible besides we i mean well i'll get to that later um our second week in a row josh brolin he's here and he's cable man he's just carrying the show for two weeks huh i know he's a hero slash villain but he's the complete opposite of deadpool which i think makes him have a great dynamic he plays it 100 percent serious Mm -hmm. even though deadpool accuses him of being a racist he just (laughs) <laughs> not having any of it. Um, but yeah, I uh, I liked him a lot. Uh, Got a heart of gold at the end. Yeah. Plus, it was cool to... Uh, it's always cool to see new characters pop up, you know? Cable's a pretty major Marvel, uh, X-Men I mean, character. So. He's probably, outside of like the main villains, he's probably one of the top three or four like recognizable names like that appears with the X-Men. Yeah, I would say. And him and I remember him and Bishop um, vividly as a kid, specifically those two. Yeah, I remember. Um, I do remember thinking he was um, uh, Josh Brolin was a good choice, but I remember in the post-credit scene of the first movie when they said we're going to bring in Cable for the mm. longest time, I was like, it's definitely going to be Ron Perlman. Like that would be perfect. Mm. But yeah, I could have seen that. I think Josh Brolin did all right, you know. I I mean, I think he did as good a job as anybody else was going to do. Yeah. How about uh, Ryan Wilson as Deadpool and Juggernaut? <laughs> um, I thought he was pretty good, pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, a lot of what he did was good in the first one. It's more the same. I would uh, say they tried their best to hit, like, the positive beats from the first movie and then they kind of up the comedy a little bit more in this one like raunchier in some parts i thought they did but you got a lot of what made the first one great plus he had someone to play off of i mean there was colossus but this was a different dynamic where him and 
Cable got to play off of each other. Uh-huh. Um, and as far as Juggernaut, uh, I mean, clearly the top of my list as far as characters that really got screwed up royally, uh, I mean, Phoenix and Apocalypse are clearly the top two. Juggernaut's pretty bad in uh, X-Men 3. Who was? Juggernaut was oh. pretty bad in X-Men 3. Yeah, I mean, Vinnie Jones was a fine choice. Yeah. But he was just kind of there. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't anything special. It wasn't terrible. And it Vinnie was an Jones, afterthought. <laughs> yeah, Vinnie Jones tried and, and everything. So I wasn't like, oh man, I wish they would just get Juggernaut right. He was never one of those characters I'm like, I wish they would just do Juggernaut justice. But yeah. I was glad to see this movie do Juggernaut justice. This is how he should be done. Of course, yeah. Uh, I thought it was pretty awesome. He, his... I mean, his first thing he does is he rips Deadpool in half. So it's like, you know, he's, you know, he's not just a guy who's going to like run through walls and be like, I'm the juggernaut, bitch. And like, no, yeah, he's is... not a guy, not a guy in a muscle suit. <laughs> yeah. This is a dude that like, it took the whole team to bring him down. Right. And he went toe to toe with Colossus and beat his ass. So, I mean, yeah, he was punking out Colossus like uh, Thanos punked out the Hulk. Pretty much. Yeah. That's a good comparison. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was. It was good to see uh, Juggernaut get some some justice. Um, I liked that. Yeah, definitely. And then you know Ryan Reynolds did the voice in the mo caption suit, so that was mm-hmm. that's fun. Uh, I kind of believe him when because in the movie Deadpool says you're my favorite Marvel character. I I would not be shocked if that were actually the case in real life. It probably is. That's probably why he why insisted he, on doing it. Yeah, that's why he wanted to do the voice and everything. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me. Yeah. I'm also going to just assume that Days of Future Past erased uh, Vinnie Jones' Juggernaut. So uh, I, I'm going to hope that's the case. In this timeline, Juggernaut was bigger and wore a f- helmet that was more accurate of his appearance. <laughs> yeah. All right. Time for the plot. So we open with a... With Deadpool making a music box of Logan being impaled on a branch, like at the end of Logan, that's always good. There's a lot more uh, breaking the fourth wall this movie, which I enjoyed. Yeah, they did it quite a bit more. Mm-hmm. Which I, I feel like I'm the only one that enjoyed it in She-Hulk too, but I don't know. You know, I'm uh, like I said, I respect women. You know, Caleb didn't, and that's why he got blipped and I didn't. So. <laughs> So then pull uh, sent him on a train out of there, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Denpool then blows himself up, and as his limbs fly through the air, he says, "You know, Wolverine, he rode my coattails with an R rating, and then he upped the ante by dying. So I guess I'll die too. But if you want to know why I blew myself up, let's rewind. So we cut to Hong Kong, where he takes out a gang. I think it was a uh, it was some uh, child kidnapping ring or something. Yeah. And then uh, Biloxi, where he pretend he goes undercover as a stripper. That was good. Uh, then he goes after another guy. He just says he's the worst of the worst. And he sends... Uh, the guy runs into, like, a panic room and then sends him, like, a giant army of people. And then Deadpool runs away. Uh, he hops in uh, Dupinder's taxi and... Uh, the guy is still alive, so just keep that in mind. 
So, Dopinder tells Deadpool he wants to be a contract killer, too. Deadpool's like, uh, I don't see it. And he gets home, back to Vanessa. It's their anniversary. And Vanessa tells Wade that she is now off her birth control. And uh, Deadpool says something like, well, get the uh, strap on. She's like, well, I don't think that's how that works, but let's try it. (laughs) And later that night, though, some guys break into Wade's apartment. Vanessa is shot and killed. Mm. And when you saw that in theater, were you shocked? I was shocked. I was, yes. Did not expect that at all. Of course, Wade kills the guy, but uh, yeah, they killed Vanessa. She's all right, Peter, a real one. Yes, thank you. <laughs> we'll have to keep that going. Of course. So after some humorous opening credits where they just, they don't really name the people, they're just like, you know, executive producer, this guy, or whatever. I believe it was directed by the one of the producers uh, that shot John Wick's dog or something like that. <laughs> I think that was one of them. <laughs> uh, Wade is at Weasel's Bar. He's still depressed about Vanessa. This is uh, when we see the opening scene where Deadpool tries to kill himself. Uh, Deadpool sees Vanessa in the afterlife, and she says it's not his time. And then Deadpool's healing power keeps him alive, and Colossus brings him to the mansion. We see that Negasonic Teenage Warhead, uh, she has a uh, new girlfriend, Yukio, which I believe is the first gay superhero on the podcast, so congrats. Hmm. We're not counting Superman, right? (laughs) No, we're not. Uh, so Deadpool uh, asks where are all the X-Men oh I loved this scene in the theater I cracked up so hard so Deadpool asks where all the X-Men are and why it's just you when I'm in this mansion and then they cut to a door and like the entire first class cast is in there and then Beast Beast just subtly closes the door (laughs) loved that so pay no attention to the man behind this curtain. Exactly. And it was a, it was a fair question. It's like, why are you the only one I see? And then he's riding around in Professor X's chair, which is great. Uh, I loved that scene. Yeah. So, Little stuff like that just kind of puts the movie over the top with that humor. Mm-hmm. And it was all the same people. I mean, it was like the exact cast. Like, they were all there. Mm-hmm. Evan Peters was there. and Yeah. Uh, so Deadpool keeps insisting he's not X-Men material. Colossus says, whoever killed Vanessa will bring them to justice. And Deadpool's like, well, I already did. Colossus says, well, we may not be the family you want, but we're the family you need. Then we cut to the future. We see Cable. He's in this post-apocalyptic world. He's standing over the burnt corpses of two people that we will later learn is his wife and daughter. He's got, like, this stuffed bear that's all dirty. And he time travels back to the past. So back in the mansion, Deadpool is wearing Cerebro, which is very funny. And Colossus uh, says, we have a mission. There's a mutant boy, and he's going crazy. So they show up. It's Colossus, Teenage Warhead, and Deadpool. And the boy is called Firefist. He can basically just create blasts of fire from his hands. So Deadpool's about to kill him, and Colossus tells him not to escalate the situation. So Deadpool tries to talk him down. We see the boy lived at this orphanage called the Essex Orphanage. Hmm. Our second uh, Easter egg to Mr. Sinister, who was still not going to show up. I'm going to guess he never does, Ed. (laughs) (laughs) I just picture... You remember the, the waiting room scene in Beetlejuice at the very end of the movie? Yes. 
I'm just picturing like Mr. Sinister waiting in this waiting room and like they um he's like, Okay, two Easter eggs. I gotta be next and then they're they do the announcement for the cast of Dark Phoenix and it's like, um obscure shape shifting mutant that no one's ever heard of and he's like, Oh, come on. Ugh, so brutal. Just thinking about that right now. Like, you teased me in the last movie. How the hell am I not the villain in this one? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just picturing that. But maybe uh, Deadpool 3. Who knows? You never know. They t- they're honestly, these Deadpool movies, the good thing about them is the fan service, and it seems like they really want to incorporate uh, like fan-friendly comic book stuff. They're not just going through the motions with their movies. Yeah, I, I've, I feel like that goes back to Ryan Reynolds being a fan, and yeah. he was just so dissatisfied with how Deadpool was portrayed in the uh, the uh, Origins movie, and he it's, wanted to do this. So it's definitely a passion project, so that's why there's love, you know, love in the character and the story that they're doing. Mhm, mhm. It's not just a money grab. I mean, they want money, obviously, but he didn't have to do Deadpool to get money. No. He can just sell his cell phone company. I mean, he can just go do another 10. Uh, <laughs> Which he did. What was that? Was it Cricket? Mint. Mint, okay. He sold it for like over a billion. So like Ryan Reynolds a billionaire now? Is that how oh, that works? Wow. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> wow. I don't did know if he was know. the sole owner, but yeah, how much did they buy it for? That's a lot of money. T-Mobile wow. buys Mint. Man, if that was me, I'd only, I'd only be doing passion projects now if I was home. Uh, it says, T-Mobile announced they plan to acquire Kenya Corporation and its subsidiaries, including Mint Mobile, a cost-friendly prepaid wireless brand that is partly okay, partly owned by the actor Ryan Reynolds in a deal for up to $1.35 billion. Okay. I didn't know if, like... I mean, even if he's only 10% owner, it's a lot of money. Yeah, it says Ryan Reynolds is owns up to about twenty five percent. He will receive about three hundred million. <laughs> Dang. So he could just cash out now and that's I mean, yeah. and just retire, but whew, that's a good investment. That's that's the dream. Yeah. But anyway, I hope they just keep doing sinister Easter eggs and he just never shows up. <laughs> Honestly, that'd be better at this point. You just you just wonder what he would have been like in the movies. <laughs> that way they cannot disappoint you. The best part is there's still one more Easter egg for Sinister in another movie. You know what they got to do in the same movie? They have to do an Easter egg for Sinister, and then they have to have Gambit show up in that movie just to really piss you off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it's any consolation, he's supposed to be the main villain of uh, X-Men's 97 cartoon. Oh, yeah. Which I'm looking forward to because I watched the original. Oh, man, I'd have to go back and rewatch like, the last season or two of that, probably, wouldn't I? Uh, the last season sucks, but... So continuing it, though, right? Yeah. Not... The final episode you should watch. Um, the Maybe last I'll just season's do that. pretty bad. I, I might just do that, Ed. I might just watch the last episode just to kind of get, a, <laughs> I mean, get in the ballpark and know what's going on. They were, I think, um, there was... Oh, my gosh, I'm trying to remember. There was a four-parter... I mean, the Dark Phoenix saga still holds up. I thought that was really good. Uh, it's better than the two movies. But I mean, that's still much, what I remember. But... What I remember from the cartoon the most, more than anything, was that story. I'm trying to remember. Uh, there was 
there was a, a four-part um, sh- uh, uh, episode arc that was supposed to be the series finale, and they ordered like another season. And I don't think they were prepared. Plus, they had like a cheaper animation company, so it ended up just kind of sucking. And uh, mm. yeah. Oh yes, Beyond Good and Evil. It was four parts. Yeah, that was interesting. Apocalypse just like kidnaps all of the psychics throughout time. That was good. And then season five came in, and um, there is. Wait a minute, which one is it? There's one. Uh, actually good episode in season five i think it was um yeah it's actually the episode right before the series finale descent it's just mr sinister's origin and it's actually violent for a cartoon um Hmm. and they it was like they didn't even know if they would be allowed to air it they're like we just threw this out there doesn't have any X-Men in it. It's just Mr. Sinister's origin, and he kills somebody, so we were pretty positive they were going to reject it, but they let us air it. <laughs> but yeah, that and the final episode are worth a watch. The rest of season five is not All great. All right, well, not... <laughs> I might have to do the last two episodes then, just before I watch it. Yeah, if you have a spare 45 minutes... <laughs> Um, so yeah, so Mr. Sinister, not in this movie, not in New Mutants, not in Dark Phoenix, nowhere. Would, so that, any- have, would that have saved Dark Phoenix for you? Probably not, still. No, it needed a lot. Needed so, a couple Mr. Sinisters. <laughs> so Deadpool starts to talk, uh, oh yeah, I just read that. So anyway, Fire Fist, uh, knocks him back into the building where Deadpool signs a Wolverine cereal box, but he signs it Ryan Reynolds, which was great. Uh, he hops back down, knocks out Fire Fist, and they attach this collar to Fire Fist, which disables his mutant power. The headmaster, who's in charge of the school, shows up, and Fire Fist tells Deadpool, and it's like, yeah, he hurts me, he hurts all the students, in, or the kids in there, and... Um, Deadpool shoots one of the orderlies, (laughs) and Colossus freaks out as they uh, arrest Fire Fist and Deadpool. And then we cut to Cable teleporting back in time, and he steals a truck from these two hillbillies. One of them was uh, Matt Damon. Yep. Not the uh, last cameo we'll get in this movie. Nope. So, back in prison, they make a note of a prisoner who's under isolation who is the most dangerous prisoner, which Deadpool calls obvious foreshadowing. (laughs) And then we we then meet Black Tom Cassidy, who is a white man, but uh, Deadpool responds, he's like, White Wade Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, Fire Fist wants, he's like, you know, in prison you gotta pick a fight with the toughest guy, and he wants to pick a fight with the person in the isolation, but they're like, no, how about just Black Tom? So he picks a fight with Black Tom, doesn't go well, but Fire Fist at least says he has fun. So. so Cable then bursts into the prison. He's after Fire Fist, and Deadpool tries to protect him, but Cable easily takes him out because he doesn't have his healing powers. But uh, during the fight, Deadpool loses his collar. So with his powers back, Deadpool takes out Cable. Deadpool asks Cable why you're trying to kill a 14-year-old. And uh, he tells him he's from the future. 
And then Deadpool asks, if he's from the future, is dubstep still a thing? And then uh, Cable uses his telekinesis to pull the gun out of Deadpool's hand and grab it. Which I I wish he used his telekinesis more in this movie. I think that's like the only time. Um, yeah, it seems like it probably was. Yeah, people forget, Cable's psychic. <laughs> um, so Cable... Dubstep, asks, dubstep sucks, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, Cable asks why you're protecting this kid, and Fire uh, Firefist walks in and hears what Deadpool says, which he's like, I don't care about the kid, he's not my friend, but, you know, it's just messed up that you're killing a kid. And then Deadpool grabs a bomb from Cable and blows a hole in the prison and he and Cable fly out. Deadpool says, this is the moment in the movie where the hero is at rock bottom. So, that's the rock bottom moment. And he has another vision of Vanessa where she says, uh, your heart needs to be in the right place. Or your heart, yeah, needs to be in the right place. Uh, Weasel tells Deadpool that they are, well, he goes to the bar later because, and he tells him that they're transporting Fire Fist and a bunch of other prisoners 80 miles upstate. But it's super guarded, and also Cable will probably be around trying to, you know, intercept this convoy as well. So uh, Deadpool determines that we need to build a team young enough to carry the franchise for 10 to 12 years. So back in prison, Russell, Firefist, he befriends this mysterious, dangerous prisoner in the huge box that we still don't know who it is. Uh, and they plan to burst out and make the world pay for judging them. And we cut to Deadpool interviewing prospects. The first is Terry Crews as Bedlam. He has the power to disable electricity. It's funny that they said they wanted to start off with like a young cast to carry the franchise, and Terry Crews is the first one they showed. <laughs> He's like in his 50s. Well, yeah, I mean... I just thought that was funny. Well, I did like that uh, his power was interesting. Disable electricity. He's like, including the electricity that flows through your brain. Like, yeah, it was good. So he could just kill people like just by using his power, basically. Um, there's a few others. There's Shatterstar, who's from Mojo World. So there's a little Easter egg. And basically, he has the MJF power, is that he's better than you. <laughs> That's pretty much what he said. I feel like he was the biggest douchebag of the crew, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, like that's intentional. Yeah. Uh, we have Zeitgeist, whose power is to spit venom. We have Vanisher, who's invisible. We don't even know if he's there, but he is. Just wait. And then Domino, whose power is luck. Deadpool says it's not a power. And then Peter. He has no powers. He just saw the ad and thought it looked fun. He was the Caleb of the group. <laughs> he's just his big dad. <laughs> Um, we cut to Cable, who has Weasel kidnapped, and without even being tortured, Weasel just tells Cable where Deadpool is. Yeah, it was good. Yep. So they board the plane, ready to intercept the convoy. Peter's worried about the high winds, and uh, Deadpool's like, nah, they're fine. It's fine. Not worried about it. So Deadpool dubs them the X-Force to be gender neutral from X-Men. Which uh, we actually talked about last week because uh, Marvel just fired the woman who was like, what if we updated X-Men to, like, the mutants? They just made it gender neutral. And pretty much every X-Men fan was like, shut the hell up. Yeah, go away. (laughs) Which is funny. Like, X-Men is probably 
the most diverse and left leaning of all comic books. And it's yeah. like, even they were like, shut up, just get out of here with that. Did I hear that junk? Yep. But Deadpool uh, apparently was on her side, so he is X Force. Uh, but yep, high wind. So they parachute down. Deadpool crashes into like a billboard. Um, but Bedlam, Shatterstar, Zeitgeist, and Vanisher, who is actually Brad Pitt, they all die in the high winds. Love that cameo by Brad. That was so funny and random. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, Zeitgeist, uh, he's not dead. He's dying. He's in a wood chipper, and uh, Peter tries to save him. But uh, Zeitgeist spits up on his arm and pulls it off, so Peter loses his arm. Not dead, but uh, just one arm. But Domino makes it, because she's lucky. She's landed just fine. Uh, so Domino also uses luck to make it into the armored truck, carrying Fire Fist. Cable shows up and boards the truck. Uh, Deadpool also boards the truck, but... And we see Black Tom accidentally get shot in the head. And this is where he calls Cable a racist. <laughs> you killed Black Tom. <laughs> uh, and during the fight, uh, Russell gets free. And he also frees his mysterious friend, who is, yes, the Juggernaut. And the truck wrecks. Domino lands on this big inflatable bear, because she's lucky. And... Uh, Deadpool's head is twisted around. He is not as lucky, so he fixes that. And then Juggernaut just rips him in half, which is... That's... Denny Jones, he tried. This is my Juggernaut. My Juggernaut just is brutal and has unlimited strength. I would take him back in the third one. If mm-hmm. he could do that somehow. Yeah, I, nothing against Vinny Jones. It's just... This was better. <laughs> so... Um, their first stop is to uh, burn the Headmaster alive, and Fire Fist leaves with Juggernaut as Domino takes Deadpool back to uh, Blind Al. <laughs> and uh, Deadpool's legs are growing back. It grosses out Weasel, Depender, Domino. They're all grossed out. Um, and Weasel says uh, he'll help out the... And Deadpool... I loved this. Or we... First off, Weasel's like... Uh, I told him everything he wanted to know, and he didn't even have to torture me. <laughs> and uh, and then Weasel's like, you know what, I'll help out. And Deadpool says, nope, Juggernaut will kill you. And Weasel's like, okay, fair enough, I will stop. Uh, so Cable shows up. He says, look, I need your help, because I can't take out the Juggernaut alone. And I need to kill Firefist, because tonight he kills the Headmaster. And Deadpool uh, says, travel back further when he was a baby, you know, why not? Cable says, uh, I only have uh, two charges. I can travel here and then I can want to get home, which Deadpool calls lazy riding. And he says, like, the further back in time they go, he he can't control it as easily or something along those lines. Yeah, which uh, that throwaway line, which Deadpool called lazy riding, could be the impetus towards merging the X-Men and the MCU, which is uh, a theory I'm going to get to later. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a theory we've discussed, but I feel like it's worth discussing again. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, Caleb says when he kills the Headmaster, he has a taste for it, and he keeps killing. And then he kills, he says he kills my people, which he refers to his uh, wife and daughter. 
And he says, it was my fault, I couldn't protect them, which kind of makes Deadpool remind him of his own story, if he couldn't protect Vanessa. So Cable says, don't worry, I'll kill the kid, I just need your help, because um, he's also going to burn down the orphanage, so we need to get the other kids out of the orphanage. And Deadpool asks, he's like, just give me a chance. He gives him 30 seconds to negotiate with uh, Russell before he kills him. And then Deadpool takes uh, them all to the X-Mansion because he knows they need help stopping Juggernaut. <laughs> so Deadpool begs Colossus to help him say anything style. But that was Colossus, great. Yes, and then Colossus ignores him. <laughs> but they get to the orphanage and Domino finds out why she's on the mission. Because she was like, I don't know why I'm on this mission. I'm just lucky, I guess. And then she's like, oh, this is why. Fate. I was actually raised here. So there you go. So they storm the orphanage, but Russell and Juggernaut are already there. Uh, Russell goes after Headmaster as Deadpool, Cable, and Domino fight Juggernaut, but they do not succeed at all until Colossus shows up. So Juggernaut and Colossus have, uh, as Deadpool calls it, a CGI fight. Great long. Yep. And uh, Deadpool and Cable take out the orderlies, and Domino rescues the kids in the orphanage, which was also a great scene of how she lucked into killing all the uh, orderlies, like with the bookshelf falling on the guy's head. Mm-hmm. So Fire Fist is about to blow up the orphanage. Negasonic Teenage Warhead and Yukia show up to help Colossus. They end up shoving an electrical wire up uh, Juggernaut's ass, and they push him into a fountain. So that did it. <laughs> we presume. So Deadpool takes the opportunity to talk to Fire Fist as Headmaster runs off. And Deadpool says, he never should have left you. But Russell says, I don't trust you, and I heard what you said about me. And then Deadpool puts the uh, the collar on that neutralizes the power and says, if you kill someone, then it has to be me. And Russell's about to fire on Headmaster, but then Cable fires a gun at uh, Russell, but Deadpool jumps in front of the bullet. Deadpool then notices the bear. Oh, he, he's shot, so he's dying. And then Deadpool notices the bear that Cable carried around, which was dirty. All of a sudden is now clean. He's like, ah, oh, we did it. We changed the future. So Deadpool then dies. They all walk away, but Deadpool's not dead yet. He's, he says his goodbyes to everyone. He tells Cable to judge people by the content of their character, not by the color of their skin. He just rolls his eyes. <laughs> uh, then he says his final goodbyes again and finally dies. After Don't forget he makes, he makes Colossus drop an F-bomb. Yes, he did make Colossus drop an F-bomb. He's also a big fan of Yukia. He thinks yeah. she's adorable, I guess. Uh, I, I also like how they blatantly ripped off Logan, <laughs> like even the same music. <laughs> oh, was it? That's good. I didn't notice that. Yeah, the same music. Well, he yeah. goes to the afterlife as Take On Me place. He sees Vanessa. But again, she says, it's not your time yet. Turns out, Cable travels back in time. He uses a second charge to the past to put a lead coin, which was a, uh, this is what uh, Wade Wilson got Vanessa for their anniversary, a token at the, uh, the David Buster's or whatever, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, that they went to. And he says it's pure lead. So he put that 
um, on his like in his pocket. That's right where he shot him, so that he did not die. Cable's like, no, nope, I didn't do it for you. I did did this to make sure the world wouldn't go to shit. He's like, no, I think you did it for me. He's like, no, I definitely definitely did not do it for you. <laughs> As they uh, they leave, the headmaster starts yelling at them, but uh, Deadpool says, nope, no more killing. But Depender drives in with his taxi and runs him over. So Depender got to kill someone after being like a janitor at the Weasel's Bar the whole movie. Because he's officially a member of the X-Force now. Mm-hmm. So they all leave. Uh, Deadpool says, this is my uh, my new family now. And roll credits. But wait. We have a mid credit scene, which I think could play into Deadpool 3, which could be a huge, end up being a very pivotal for the future of Marvel. What happens is uh, Negasonic Teenage Warrior and Yukia fix Cable's time machine so he could travel back multiple times, and they give it to Deadpool. They are then like, why did we do that? That was a terrible idea. <laughs> so Deadpool first travels back. He saves Vanessa, so she's alive. Logical. Mm-hmm. Then he stops Peter from saving Zeitgeist. He just is like, nope, just go home, Peter. He's like, oh, okay. And then he runs off, so Peter has two arms now. All right. Um, he then uh, kills Deadpool from Wolverine Origins. That was the best. <laughs> uh, then for fun, he kills Ryan Reynolds after accepting the role of Green Lantern and then <laughs> contemplates killing Hitler. <laughs> uh, but it's the... This was the theory that a coworker of mine had. He'll actually be on for uh, for Venom. Maybe I'll have to ask him about that. But uh, I thought it was just a throwaway scene to just be funny. But maybe not. The more I thought about it, and having just rewatched it, it's like okay, they already said they're not going to touch the Logan movie because it's perfect. We don't need to mess with that. It's fine. And really. The only timeline of Logan that we haven't really covered, there's two, really. There's uh, the time from after Days of Future Past till the start of Logan. So, like, what happened? Why did Charles need to go to Mexico? Where are the other X-Men? Like, you could cover that. Or you could go way back into the past and cover this and have the movie start right after Deadpool kills Deadpool. And... I was thinking also, it's like, you know, I would miss the dynamic with uh, Deadpool and Cable. That was fun. It'd be nice to see more Domino and, you know, the Colossus was fun. But I think the I think the common mistake trilogies make is the third movie is just more of the second. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, to me, a perfect trilogy is the second movie is the first one, but like even more so. And then the third one can be very different, but also the charm of the first two. And I think if you traveled back in time, no Colossus, no Teenage Warhead, no Cable, no Vanessa, and it was just Wolverine and Deadpool back in, I guess, what, the 80s? I don't know who the villain would be. Maybe Sinister. Maybe Omega Red. But start the movie there, and then the timeline is completely screwed up. I think this is how... I think Deadpool 3 is eventually how we may get X-Men into Marvel. It's somehow. I know they're talking about introducing Adamantium and uh, New World Order, but I think Deadpool 3 is going to do a lot 
to do that. And it all started from just a jokey credit scene that I don't think the writers thought would be like something huge and important, but I think it will be. Yeah, very well it could be. Um, if they don't do it um, in Deadpool 3, they're probably not going to do anything X-Men related until what? the Was it called Secret Wars? Yeah, Secret Wars. Um, that could be where they insert some X-Men, possibly, if it hasn't been done by then. Yeah, I think... I don't understand the contract. I think you can only use the original cast until 2025... Which is I which would be when after Secret that? Wars comes out. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Let me check. Yes, twenty twenty. No, Secret Wars is twenty twenty six. Kang Dynasty is twenty twenty five. Okay. Well, um, there you go. Yeah. So. But that's why Patrick Stewart was in um, Doctor Strange, and that's why it has to be uh, Hugh Jackman in Deadpool three. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, let us rate this movie. Oh, I'll go first. Um, I would say it repeats a lot of the same beats as the first one. I personally, I enjoy the first one better. Um, just the story's a lot cleaner to me, but some aspects of this one I like better. I think some of the comedy hit just a little bit better in some spots, but. I'll probably make it just a tick below the first one. And the first one, I'd probably give like a nine. So this one, I'll bump down to like an eight and a half because I enjoyed it still. Are you on for the first one? I don't even, I didn't. I wasn't on for the first one. I was just thinking what I would have given oh, okay. it. Oh, so. okay. I, I, I only saw mine and Caleb's review. I probably would have given it like a nine. So yeah. Just green the I, first one. I gave it eight and a half. Caleb gave it eight. And you will give this, what, you said eight? Uh, eight and a half. Eight and a half. On this, okay. yep. Um, I'm going to go, hmm, first one I gave an eight and a half to, I did like the first one, I think a little bit better, but I, I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that it was very groundbreaking. Mm -hmm. Um, this one had a little more comedy, uh, which is fine. Uh, I like, I certainly like the villain better in this one. Uh, especially with the addition of Juggernaut, that was fun. Um, I'll, I'll agree with you. I think it's a tick below the first one, so I give the first one an eight and a half. I'll give this one an eight. So there you go. Yeah, Solid. I think I, if I could have, I probably would have rated it right in between, like eight and a quarter. Uh, we're not doing that. Nope, no quarter. I don't think I've done quarters. No, nah. I have not done a quarter yet. So I mean, I liked it, so I, I graded it up a tiny bit. I still like it. It is 1 to 10, except the time I gave a 0 to Batman and Robin, and then the time I Ooh. gave a negative 5 to Catwoman. Ooh. There are exceptions. It's whatever I want to do. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, Catwoman was... Uh, good God. <laughs> uh, yeah. Next week, um, I have a guest in mind. They don't know it yet. But uh, I'm about to actually tell them. But uh, it is Incredibles 2, which is on Disney+. Plus. Nothing like waiting... Uh, when did the first one come out? 2004, yes. So nothing like waiting 14 years in between sequels. That's always, uh, it's always nice. 
I, st- I definitely remember everything from that. So, yeah. I mean, look, I like the first Incredibles, but my God, why did you wait so long? Yeah, I thought it was a hit. What took so long? I don't know. Well, like I said, we had to wait 14 years. So, I, it's, it's funny. It's one of those movies I'm like, didn't we already do Incredibles 2? <laughs> like, nope. Yeah, I would have guessed that was a lot sooner than coming after uh, Deadpool 2. doesn't seem like it was around that same time at all. No, but uh, here's a here's a preview of 2018. So we got uh, Incredibles 2, like I said, next week. Ant-Man and the Wasp, the week after. Uh, Venom, the week after that. Aquaman, the week after that. And then uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse will cap off 2018. This was quite a year, I must say. Because when you add in Black Panther, Avengers, and Deadpool 2, this might be peak superhero year. I don't know. Ragnarok? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was last so year. Was that 17? Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, that's still, they were on a roll. 2018. So long ago, yet not very. <laughs> so that came that came out around the holidays, didn't it? 2017? Yes. Oh, you know what? Well, uh, I'll throw this one in, because this is your next scheduled appearance. This is the first movie of 2019. You said you wanted to do Glass. Yeah, I figured. I did uh, Split and, you know, keep some continuity there. I, I enjoyed Glass. Saw it in theater, so. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've watched it since. Uh, I'd like to revisit it, too. I have not either, but, uh, yeah, we had... I think Caleb determined Samuel L. Jackson is in one out of every 11 movies we review. (laughs) Which... That seems uh, low, honestly. (laughs) That's what I thought. But, um... I I would have guessed, like, one in eight. (laughs) Well, when you consider, like, he was pretty much in nothing in the 90s. Right. Like, I'm trying to think his first appearance. Um, Man, what was... I gotta look that up now. What was Samuel L. Jackson's... Uh, superhero movies. His first appearance oh, would have been uh, Unbreakable. There we go. So yeah, he missed a large chunk. He missed all the 80s and most of the 90s. So that's that's so, why it's so low. So he's been doing basically all of it within a 20-year period. Yes, which actually makes it more impressive when you think about that. Yeah. Yeah, Unbreakable came out, uh, what year? 2000. Okay, not even the... So, he missed all the 80s and 90s. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Pretty impressive career from the guy. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, he'll be popping up a lot. Yeah. So. Anyway, uh, that does it for us. This is our first post-Caleb show. R.I.P. to a real one, I guess. Um. He says it's not his... He said Infinity War won his last show, but uh, I believe him. I believe him. We'll we'll try and get him on at some point. Caveman uh, might return. At some point, yes. But uh, I have a quote. I have him prepared. A little peek behind the scenes. Caleb would often not have them prepared. I had it prepared before we even hit record. You're kidding me, Ed. Caleb wasn't prepared? I know, right? And... The end quote of this week's episode. Dubsteps for pussies.